When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is podcast number 20, sponsored by WordSprint, your connection choice. Hi, this is Paul Lemberg, and I want to welcome you to Orchestrating Success with Hugh Ballou. This podcast is all about ways to redefine leadership as a pathway to increasing your business or nonprofit income. Now, here's Hugh with today's session. Indeed, this is me, Hugh Ballou, the Transformational Leadership Strategist with session number 20. This is Stupid Leadership Traps number four, the job description. It's a box we put people in. It's a trap. Converting passion to profits. How do we bring value to everything we do? How is everything we do moving toward creating liquidity, creating income, creating profit for the enterprise that we lead? Well, it's very purposeful thinking. Orchestrating success is how we leaders impact the organizations that we have been charged with leading. We're either charged by ourselves and our vision, our calling, or we're charged by someone else that's hired us and engaged us for moving this organization to the place that it should be. Now, in order to do that, we must have a high-functioning culture. We lead people. We empower people. We enable people. We create value for others. We create results It's important that we have a high-functioning team. If we're going to orchestrate success, we need to have people around us. In an orchestra, we have highly skilled musicians that understand how to play their instrument. We give them a piece of music to play. We empower them to rise above the level of mediocrity and create value by performing at the highest level standard possible. You don't have a job description in an orchestra. You have a position. I am first oboe. I am principal cellist. We lead the section. Our role and responsibility is to play the notes, to lead the section, to help create ensemble if you're the, the leader in the string sections and the conductor wants a certain kind of sound, then he'll speak to the concertmaster, concertmistress, and say, this is the sound I want. They will in, then interpret it into violin talk, cello talk, bass talk, viola talk, and they will interpret and empower the group to provide the results, the specified results. If we tried to detail every single action that these people do, it would be a huge list of what to do 
or what not to do. Instead, we say, you have responsibility for this. This is your role, concertmaster, concertmistress. This is your responsibility. There are several jobs that you have, but there are several responsibilities that you have, and your duty is, in fact, your delight. We have specific roles that we play in these organizations, and the conductor empowers people. We create this culture of high performance. Time after time, I work with organizations, and they talk about the job description. And what I hear from people in the workplace is, it's not my job. It's not my job. I don't do that. It's not my job. So what we've done is we've created silos. We have divided people by their job description. But what the intent is, is to have a document that describes the scope of what they do. Most of these job descriptions, when I look at them, they don't do that. They're simply a list of tasks. So we're, we're putting people in a box. This is what you do. One, two, three, four. And if it's not on the list, then why should they want to do it? And almost as soon as you write it, it's outdated. We have to go back and modify it because we thought of things that weren't listed. And we get this big cumbersome document that's a list of stuff to do, and it's the minutiae. The idea number two for why we want to create value with a job description is that it protects everyone. Yes, we do have laws. We have human resource departments, and there are things that we have to do to make sure that we're in compliance. Well, if it's not written correctly, then the employee, a dissatisfied employee, can turn it around and sue the company if there's an ad inadequate description. The intent also is to provide expectations, which I don't see job descriptions that define outcomes, expectations. It's just not there. It's not best practice. And it's supposed to clarify that, okay, this is what you do. Is this a, a fit for you? There are many, many, many missing parts. So um, we don't define the competencies, and there's a lot we don't find. We don't define the culture. We don't define specific measurable outcomes. So in my world, the job description is one of the highly dysfunctional tools that we have in any kind of organization. We write it, and we put it in a book, and we never look at it. I've met people in organizations that have no clue what their job description says. They, they signed it. It's been put away in the HR department. And once a year, somebody drags it out and compares with what they really do, and you modify it, and then you put it away for another year. I don't think that's best practice. I don't think it's effective. I don't think it's, well, actually, it's a waste of time. I suggest that you create a document that's a description of the position outlining the role's responsibilities, and it includes the following. Here's a list of the competencies. Do they have an education? Do they have experience? Have they been successful? So we've defined the competencies for this position. Secondly, we've defined their role and responsibility. You are in charge of marketing. You're the director of marketing. Your role is to create and implement marketing strategies that increases our revenue 
by 25%. Your responsibility is to oversee and maintain those programs. We're very clear on what you do. Whatever it takes, you're going to reach those outcomes. We're not going to define everything you do. We're going to define the results. We're also going to define the core values for the organization and the guiding principles. These are the principles that we use for guidelines in making decisions. It's part of this document. This is how we function. Yes, we fit values. Yes, we understand the principles. And we define the outcomes. And then the, the other piece that's a companion piece to the description of role and responsibility, the position description, is an ongoing update every week list of performance expectations. Here's what we want for the year. We already said that. Increase the revenue 25%. We come backwards. What's going to happen in 30 days? What's going to happen in 60 days? What's going to happen in one week, two weeks, three weeks? We begin to define performance expectations. We share it with the rest of the team. Every week we have a flash meeting with the team. Everybody reports on their outcomes. This is what I've accomplished or this is where I need help. And then we define what's going to happen the following week. In that conversation, we develop the synergy of working together. In those flash meetings, we learn collaboration. We erase the silos. We create this this higher performing level. In music, we call ensemble. In the workplace, I've created my brand, Center Vision. It's the synergy of the common vision. We have the overarching vision that's, that's defined by the leader. And we have measurable outcomes. And, it, and it's targeted for specific parts in the strategy as implemented by specific people in the organization. So here you have it. Stupid leadership traps number four is the job description. This is what we've been taught. This is what we've learned. This is what we've inherited. It's a totally useless system. It's time to revise it. It's time to do something different. This is Hugh Ballou, the transformational leadership strategist, encouraging you, encouraging you to think creatively. What impact do you want to have on the organization you lead and the people that you serve. So the tip for this session is define the outcome. Make your own set of performance expectations. Share them with the team. You model excellence. The team follows. Change yourself. Others respond. Thank you. I hope this is helpful. We're starting a series of smart things leaders do next. Today's podcast is sponsored by our friends at WordSprint. Go to wordsprint.com and get a free consultation about how WordSprint can deliver your message, the right message to the right person in the right rhythm to maintain your client engagement, to maintain your donor base. It's important to build and maintain relationships with your tribe. Wordsprint.com. Go look at their site. 
log on and request a free consultation and tell them you heard that on this podcast. This is Hugh Ballou recommending WordSprint. Thanks for listening today to the Orchestrating Success Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes to stay focused on ways to redefine leadership and increase your profit. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.